On today's episode of The Investing Revolution, I have my good friend, Pete Newbig, joining me to talk about fleshing out that property management toolbox with some remote professionals. Make sure to listen today. Thank you so much. This is The Investing Revolution, a podcast designed to help your real estate investment strategy. On this podcast, we'll teach you the actionable steps to take and pitfalls to avoid so that your real estate investing can thrive. Welcome to The Investing Revolution. I am your host, as always, Jonathan Cook. And today, I have another one of my really good friends, uh, Pete Newbig, the CEO of VPM Solutions. Pete, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic, Jonathan. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to uh, to this. I was so looking forward. I jumped on 10 minutes early. So. Look, you know, I, I enjoy you being on 10 minutes early. It allows us to like record some outtakes that maybe we can do like a super secret outtake uh, TikTok later that we've we've that's for, the, that's for the gold. That's for the premium membership. That's for the premium members, absolutely, guys. We we have been talking about the property management toolbox for the last several weeks, talking about how to make property management efficient, how to how to find a property manager that not only knows what they're doing, because, you know, any one person can really know what they're doing by themselves. But one guy can only do so much. Right, Pete? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, Jonathan, when I when I started, uh, I started on the investor side. So yeah. I, so my business partner and I, Steve Rosenberg, we owned uh, 31 houses and uh, I ha actually owned two apartment complexes, a 50 mm -hmm. unit and a 30 unit apartment complex that I was kind of self-managing all this stuff on my own while I had a full-time job. To say that I did it successfully would be would be a lie. <laughs> I, it was terrible. Like we, we didn't know, we bought so much that we put ourselves, we almost put ourselves out of business. Yeah. And um, I didn't, had no idea that there was actually like management companies for single family managed for single families. I actually thought I created the industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started my own property management firm. Every one of us, when we started and we kind of figured out this kind of idea, like, you know, I should, yeah. I, sh I should do this for other people. I do this for myself now, but like, this is probably marketable. I could probably talk to some other investors that I know about managing their properties. I don't know how to collect rent. We all feel and like that. I got, you need other ones. I just got so lucky. I found NARPM. I was actually getting my real estate license and I was taking a property management class and, and NARPM yeah. actually sent the, the instructor a, a card. Yeah. And so he and I actually went to the, went to one of their, one of their, um, their, um, local chapter meetings. And then I was hooked, but you know, I, I want to, like, cause I know most of your audience are investors Yeah. and a lot of people think, well, it's just collecting rent and it's super simple to, to manage a property. And I know as you're going through the toolbox, it's not that right. Yeah. And so like, why would you hire a property manager? Well, for one, I, I always, the main thing is what is your time worth? Yeah. Right? Do you, can you spend your time as an investor going out and finding deals, building relationships, um, you know, of, of, of contractors, uh, of bird dogs, of realtors, because you get the right deal. If you get the right deal, you make your money on, on buying the deal, yeah, of course. Right? Not, not, not managing or running the, the, the deal, but when you buy is when you make your money. So if you are the guy running down and trying to collect rent, the guy that's trying to answer, you know, phone calls, by the way, I don't know any self-manager that actually renews leases. I don't oh, know no, of course not. One, one year and then out, or, or you do a, the, the auto renews. And Correct. Then they just auto renews month to month, right? Uh, and so 
you know, if you think about what your time is worth, you, you end up doing like a, a 10 or 15 or, or $17 an hour job, right? Between exactly. your property yeah. accounting, your maintenance, right? And, and meanwhile, every time I talk to an investor, when I used to own my own property management firm, they're like, oh, how much do you make a year? Well, I make, you know, 150000 200000 I'm like, what is that per hour? Just, just yeah. curious, right? And it's a lot more than the, than the $10 or $12 an hour uh, job that you're asking. Dollars an hour or something at one twenty five, something like that. And then they're like, "Yeah, I saved, you know, I saved so much money by managing my property." And I'm like, oh. "You know, managing property typically takes about ten hours a month for just a couple of properties, mm-hmm. right? Between your accounting, maintenance, you know, if you're supposed to do everything." So, like for for a small percentage of the rent, you literally can have a whole team who's super who's super knowledgeable, way better than you. Like, do you really want to spend your time learning about property codes? Uh, or learning about, you know, fair housing or learning about what the new, what the newest thing that, you know, the government is trying to extract money out of you for, you know, like, like, so like just hire, you, you know, you hire the AC guy to be, yeah. to be the, the expert, right? Yeah. You, you hire the realtor to be the expert to, to find the deal. Um, hire the property management company to be the expert. Like, I just, I just find it fascinating that people will try to save 70 bucks uh, and then, of course, they don't have the. You hire an insurance person to be, to make sure you have the right insurance. The property manager is the guy who makes sure your asset, you know, which is usually the number one um, wealth that you have as as an individual, to make sure that asset is running at to, at top speed. Yeah. When 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 I had Tim Wallace on, and when actually when I also had Tom Sags on, we talked about the the time that it takes one hour of your day. What is one hour of your day worth? And if we're calling an investor making $150,000 a year, we, we estimate their time is worth two fifty dollars an hour. I mean, and I, I know when, when we do consulting, actually, I mean, I, now that I'm, you know, full-time consulting, I know what my hourly rates are and they're more than that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, when you have somebody that knows what they're doing, what is their time worth and what is an investor's time worth? Definitely. an hour minimum. And if you're taking an hour out of your day to do something that a property manager is going to do for, you know, somewhere under 10% a month or maybe around 10% a month. And I don't want to talk about rates and stuff like that because that's not the point. The point is if it's going to cost you 50, 60, 100, even $200 a month for a property manager to find you the right tenant, show it you know, find a tenant to be in your property and then do the screening, do the evaluations, collect the rent, make sure that they're following all the legal procedures. And then talking about the actual administrative work that goes into running a the business of a property that costs you less than, you know, less than $250 an hour, then you're, you're making money on this thing. I mean, that, that's, that's how I like yeah. to look I at also look, I also look at it like this. You get all of that and then more. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. What happens when the the stuff hits the fan, so to speak? Yeah. And oh you're not God. sure. Like when that when that resident starts saying that there's mold or that you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you know I want more money on the security deposit or you didn't follow the law, it's going to cost you a lot more money. It's going to cost you a lot more stress and a lot more heartache. So like when 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 it hits the fan, like I don't worry about my insurance. I pay my insurance. Yeah. Right. When I insure my house, I, I have insurance on the house, right? For, for, for anything that goes wrong, potentially goes wrong. So why not have the insurance? Like think of the property management as an insurance, of but course. not only do you have insurance, but you also have all these tasks that get done and then you don't have to do it. 
Let's talk about the administrative tasks in property management. Like there, there are so many things. What time do we have? <laughs> Jesus, it, it, as much time as we need, Pete, all of the time in the world. When we talk about the administrative task, it's, it's the silliest thing in the world. When I was running exclusively business development, I mean, in years past, when I signed up a, a client to, to run property management, like, well, hey, you, you're an investor, you, you recognize the benefit of my property management company, let me sign you up for that. Okay, the, the hard part of my job or, or the part that, that I was hired to do as business development is to express all the benefits of working with a property manager. This is how we handle things, blah, 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 blah. Walking a client from, you don't know how property management works to, hey, sign up to my property management company. That That's, you know, an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. Here, here's, here's the challenges that you might experience as a self-manager and exactly. here's how we solve them. And so then once that's done and someone has signed a management agreement, the administrative tasks then begin. And there are, I mean, when I would go to onboard someone, when I was doing it just myself, the amount of time that goes into that is is a lot. Yep. I mean, it, it's way That's more cool. time that I spent selling them. And it goes down to these like little things like what is my highest and best use? Is it walking through the tax code and making sure that like I have the correct parcel ID to attach into these several different softwares? You know, all right, I've got to enter this what's into the, a what's the water company, software. what's the utility companies, what's, you know, yeah, what's how to get the HOA information. There, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's amazing. And, um, but you, you know, have to have that. Those Absolutely. things are necessary to run that property. And there's hours, I mean, multi, way more hours doing the admin work than it is even convincing an investor that they need to use a property manager, which is, that's the hard part, right? The hard part is explaining to all of the investors listening why you need a property manager and then why you need to use me as a property manager as opposed to all of the competition out there and all the people that are good operators. There's plenty of great operators, especially in the markets that I've always been in. There's there's plenty of good operators. I mean, especially NARPM ones. But it's once once they've decided that they wanted to use me, what are those next steps? What does that administrative stuff look like? Do, do, do I have, I mean, if you have your property manager and they're all by themselves, yeah, the, the parts that you see them do from an investment, if you're an investor and you watch the things that you think your property manager does, collect rent, show the properties, make sure it doesn't burn down. Oh, that's all property managers do. It's not, that's not even close. That's like, that's like not even that's a easy part of your job. That's the easiest. Yeah, that's like, the, yeah. Let's talk about VPN. Let's, let's talk about finding some actual solutions to this. Tell me, tell me a little yeah, bit about so, how you started. I mean, tell us a little bit. I mean, I, some of our listeners know who you are, Pete, but you've been in this industry for how many years? I mean, you've I, you've had your own company. You've worked for some big companies out there. You've kind of seen the all aspects of property management, right? I mean, that's what you were going with from the beginning here. You 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 invented yeah, the, the I'll, industry. I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give you the real quick. I'll give you the real quick high level, right? Yeah. So I started in two thousand and one when I bought my first my first investment property. Matter of fact, I closed on a hundred unit apartment complex and a duplex the same day. It's kind of, just kind of interesting, but I started from 2001 to like 2010, just buying properties, mm -hmm. right? Buying all the wrong ones, by the way. So like another thing I'm a big fan of is mentors and coaches. So yes. like, you know, if you, if, if you uh, are doing this and you don't have a mentor and a coach or like a business coach, like kind of like what you guys are, Jonathan, um, you're, you're going to, you're going to make so many mistakes. So learn from, from others. Right. 
And then I started, uh, because I bought so many properties, uh, I started my own management company. And the idea was manage my own properties. And mm -hmm. the goal was Steve and I said, we're going to have 500 properties when, you know, we're going to manage them. And then next thing I know, uh, I own 31 and I'm managing 67 properties. And I'm like, how am I managing all these properties? And of course, Steve's like, oh, this guy needed help. And this guy needed help. And Steve's like, a, he's a, an innate salesperson, right? Yes, he is. So imagine his properties. And now I'm like, holy crap, we better learn what the hell to do. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. We were literally like self-managers that now we're managing third party. Yeah. And luckily I found NARPM. So we started our business with about 30 properties um, in 2000. And I'd call it 11. Uh, 12 is when I quit my full-time job. And then I focused mm -hmm. only on Empire Industries, which was the property management arm of our, of our real estate business. And so we had a couple of properties in different LLCs and an empire was the management aspect of it. So we eventually, I've, I focused on empire solely. So I ended up buying all these properties in 10 years and then I bought none of them over the next 10 years and I just built empire. And we took empire from 31 doors uh, or single family properties to right about a thousand single family properties. It was like 986 single family, single families in Houston, and then we expanded into Dallas and Fort Worth. Well, that attracted, you know, um, over the last few years, there's been a lot more consolidation in the in the industry, and that attracted mind management. And so we ended up selling our our firm to mind management, and then I took on a EVP role, you know, executive vice president role, um, which, you know, basically it was just a master, it was like a uh, property manager manager, I guess. Yeah. But, but I had this nice title. And then I was there for a couple of years, a uh, year and a half, and I started VPM Solutions in June of last year. So we went live June of 2021, and um, we got our first, you know, we went live in June 20 with the platform. And then in uh, October, we started like, we started advertising to property management companies that, hey, we have this platform. And yeah. the platform is basically, it's, it's I call it like, uh, I call it like match.com for property managers or people that own real estate, right? It's match.com for the real estate industry. <laughs> so if you're a property manager and you're looking for remote teamwork, mm -hmm. right? Virtual assistants, remote team, um, you know, in, in you know, what do you, the international team members, whatever you want to call them. Um, our platform basically says, Hey, we can connect you with all these people. You can find them, you can pay them, you can manage them and we can train them. We, we just, uh, we have 16 video training courses now, uh, 12 of them in property management. Sorry, we have 18, 12 in property management mm -hmm. and six in sales and marketing. Yeah. It's geared all for real estate industry. And yeah. so the reason why I started that though, Jonathan was because at empire, my business was always in the red um, until I had so many properties, then I would get in the black, meaning I wasn't yeah. profitable until I had so many properties because you need so much revenue to, to support the, the staff. Yeah. But we're in this kind of seesaw, right? As I get more properties, now the staff is like, to, for me to make money, the staff had to be stressed. Yeah, of course. Right? So then the staff gets so stressed that either I lose somebody or I have to then hire somebody. And when I hire them, all of a sudden my profit margin was was either, you know, negative or, or very little. And then I'm back to like, you know, making sure that I go find properties. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of in this, uh, this seesaw battle. And when I found out that um, I can hire virtual team members for a fraction of the cost as my team in the United States, all of a sudden I went from, um, you know, making very little money or negative cash flow into, uh, you know, a 20% profit margin. It was that big. Yeah. Right. So my my um my overall 
um, salary was 56% of our revenue. Mm-hmm. And then when I hired the virtual team, I hired more people. So I got rid of some poor performers and people as they would leave, I would replace them not with one, but with two people or three yeah. even. So I hired more people, but my, my overall um, salary went down to 34% of our revenue, which is more of in line with what a bit, with, with what a company should be. Yeah. That's kind of the alignment, especially service-based company. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50, so think about that. So I saved whatever, 20, 20%, 22%. Each one of those, a dollar saved is a dollar earned. Yeah. Right. So if I bring in a dollar revenue, I'm only making 20 cents. But if I save a buck, I'm making a buck. Yes, you are. But, Right. But then the, the, what, what, the main thing that happened was, um, the team was able to do more tasks, have more people were able to do more tasks. And my, my property managers were able to focus more on client relations. Yeah. And that's really what happened. And, and I think that's one of those things that when, when you go to talk about virtual team members and outsourcing, oh, you got people in the Philippines or Mexico or India making calls to do whatever. That's one of those things that I, I've always, heard people make these, you know, big sweeping complaints about, oh, why, you know, that, that means your quality is going down. And it's like, no, it's not. The, the having virtual team members that are trained really, really well, but to handle the aspects of property management that, that you can take your really highly skilled property managers and business development team members and the people that, that have a massive amount of skill in, in that customer relations model it doesn't detract in any way, shape or form from the amount of customer service that we're able to provide our clients. Because, okay, when, when we have virtual team members handling things that are, I need someone to type this much stuff together. I need you to collect this data and spread it over 15 softwares or this many, you know, emails that have to go out or this many, you know, tags to, you know, this uh, utility company. And th- like, there's so many things that, that it's not a customer relations situation. It is, I need someone to connect these dots and all of these workflow processes while my really highly skilled, um, great customer service team members can now have all of that time back in their day that they can use to make these follow-up calls, that they can call our clients and say, hey, you know, it used to my day was filled with all of this admin work that took me away from the ability to make this follow up call to check in with you to say, hey, what are you thinking about this? You know, we, we've been marketing your property for a week now, and this is what we've seen. Maybe we should make this little tweak here. And so they can take their knowledge of, of what they've built their career doing and they can put it back to like highest and best use. Right. Like that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, you, you've touched on so many points there. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to um, I'm gonna try to, to to react to a couple of them. So yeah. the first thing was in our our philosophy at Empire was tasks were done with the remote team members and thinking was done uh, in in Houston or in the U.S. Okay, so um, so that's that's uh, so that's what we, that's how we kind of started. Now the funny thing is most people think that oh I hire a VA and all they can do is call center. Or all they can do is I, I email them a list of tasks and they do those tasks. And that was, that was, maybe that was true 20 years ago, 15 years ago. It's not true today. So we started that route. We started that route. Hey, I'm going to give you a list. Now there, there's been an evolution of, of, of remote team members. So most of the remote team, obviously the remote team members are bilingual. Okay. English is their second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of them are college educated or have some type of degree above high school level. 
when you're talking about property management and if you're an investor and you have to, you have all these little tasks you have to do, these are not college degree tasks. Yeah. Okay. So these are low level, low enjoyment tasks. And right now in this country, people with a high school diploma that, you know, can do these and should be doing these, they want $50,000 a year because of mm -hmm. inflation. Right. Plus you have employer tax, PTO and all the stuff that goes on top of that. So it's not really 50,000. It's more like 60,000 a year. 65. 65. The challenge is as a property management firm or an investor, I can't, my rents don't go up that much. Right. <laughs> and I can't, even if my rents go up, they're just keeping up with insurance and taxes and all that other stuff. And so your number one cost as a property management firm, it's not your office space. It's your, it's your salary, just like mm -hmm. Empire. Right. And so, okay. So how do I, how do I squeeze more out of that, out of that remote team member? Well, if I just give them tasks, that's, that's underutilizing this person who's literally college educated. Just because, in, just because they live in a different country doesn't mean that they are dumber than we are. Matter of fact, I, I have hired a lots of remote team members who are way smarter than me. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's how we started. Then we're like, Oh, wow. Wait, these guys can do more than that. So then we started giving them kind of what you said. Mm -hmm. Here are tasks for a specific process. Yes. And you're going to work with the property manager or if I'm smaller and I'm portfolio based, then these are my low level loan joint tasks that I don't like to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what we realized is they can actually own the process start to finish. So now I had a lease renewal person. She actually talked to owners. She actually talked to residents. Now she didn't do no negotiating She's mm -hmm. because she wasn't licensed. But what she did is, do you want to renew the lease? Mm -hmm. You know, are, are you going to move in? Are you going to move back into the property? Uh, and so she made sure that the, um, the annual inspection was done. Yes, Mr. Investors, you should be looking at your property once a year and actually have a report of the property, right? Um, and then uh, if they didn't do the annual inspection, then we had a couple of decision points. This took me about two to three weeks to, to train her on this. Yeah. Now, we spent a lot of time training, but she was able to run that whole division, that whole, that whole process. And then all of a sudden, I have my maintenance team, my turn team, all in, all in Mexico or Philippines or in the, in the second, third world country. Sure. Now, you what you alluded to, Jonathan, is what? How does that affect your property manager? Mm -hmm. Well, by the way, uh, by the way, the escalation to this remote team member is that they can become middle management and they can become higher upper level management Absolutely. in your company. They actually were. Uh, I actually had remote team members supervising team members in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So. So I have people like, so that's where it can go. I think you can get a CFO. Uh, I don't know about a CEO, but I think you get a CFO and high level. I think that's where we're going with this. Okay? Yeah. But how does this affect your, your property managers? Mm -hmm. So now, uh, you know, I'm proposing this, Hey, we're going to have all these maintenance calls go to, go to the people in Mexico. They're going to troubleshoot. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And your mat, your property managers are so used to being reactionary. They're so used to being task-based that they are um, reluctant to change. Of course. Okay? But you have to paint the picture for them. What does the picture look like? Well, first, the picture is you don't have to take calls after five o'clock. You don't, you don't have to work nights and weekends, mm -hmm. 70 hour work weeks anymore because we have people doing this, this stuff for you. But you have to learn a new skill, right? Because I don't want you to do task based. I need you to do yes. management. So, uh -huh. so what, what we did again, you touched on it is how do you build client relations? Like how do you build better relationships with your investor clients, right? How do you, um, how do you run your business by reporting? So I call them taps, two by fours and Mack trucks. Okay. okay. A tap is when you notice something that 
is potentially going to be a challenge. Okay. But you catch it real quick. Example might be a work order fell off the, fell off the plate and sure. it's open for four days and no mm-hmm. one's touched it. Okay. That's not going to, that's not going to, your, your investor client or your resident are not going to threaten you with a lawsuit right away mm-hmm. if something's four days old. Sure. If that, if that, if that work order goes undetected for a month, now it's a two by four, meaning I got a negative review. I've gotten uh, stress coming up the uh, up to management. We got to spend all this extra time and effort to solve this problem. And now we have to stop everything we're doing to literally go back in time and, and try to solve this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the Mack truck is, oh, by the way, this was a water leak and there's mold everywhere. And now it's thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Or oh, it's a lawsuit. It's, uh, it's you know, not just a client that, you know, fired you, but now they filed a lawsuit. The residents got sick and there's a lawsuit going on. That's, that's the Mack truck. Yeah. If you're, if you can train your property managers to run reports and look at these, at, at these, at finding them as taps, all of a sudden, you're not. By the way, but when you deal with a Mack truck, you lost a client. When you deal with a two yeah. by four, the fifty percent chance you lose the client. And so, churn is a big challenge in our industry, right? So, how do you reduce the churn? You build relationships. How do you reduce the churn? You find things before they become challenges. Yeah. So now you're managing the team, right? The maintenance team and the lease renewal team and the collections team. You're finding the, the taps and you're making sure you're making the adjustments and solving issues before they become big issues. And then you as the as the property manager, you take the 10% of the escalations or let's call it 20%, but I just yeah. saved 80% of your day. Right? Yeah. So now what do you do with that 80%? When a when a owner client calls you and you're on the phone with them and you are literally responding to emails and doing tasks while you're on the phone with them, that comes through the phone. They say, "You know what? Pete doesn't have any time for me. I got to go to a management company that does have time for me. And they're, 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 they're tapping on they're tapping on their computer screens, and I can hear them writing emails in the background. There, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, of exactly. course, we, we all and, know. And, what and so, like. yeah. And uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of. I want to change this industry from reactionary to proactive, right? Every time uh, I would have to make a phone call to one of my owner clients, Pete, I feel like I lost you. Oh. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I got you now. Sorry. All right. So, uh, what I was saying, Jonathan, is I feel like uh, I want to change the industry from reactionary to proactive. Yes. Right. So, example is when you own a management company or you're a property manager. Every time you call your owner client, what happens? They get a stomachache. Yeah. Because they know you're delivering bad news. Right. So, how can we? Right. Why else would you call? So how can you create a a relationship where you're calling and they're not just telling you, go for this, go for that. Right. I I call property managers gophers because the property owner expects you to go to the house and sit there and wait for the gas guy to turn on gas. They expect you to go to the house and fill up the pool with water. Right. They, they want to talk about the 14 cent overcharge on, you know, on, you know, when I replace a toilet, it's only $99. You guys charge me $99 and 15 cents. Like you're having these small minded conversations, which means that they're never going to respect you for the big conversations at what happened in empire is every time an owner client, wanted to talk to us about selling, about equity, about investing, I had to take that call. Yeah, of course. Because they thought the property manager was beneath them. So how do I make the property manager proactive so they have these types of conversations? 
right? So now the property manager is taking their call, calling them proactively, letting them know about their property, letting them know how much equity they have, letting them know about the, you know, uh, about that. Hey, by the way, did you know that we can help you buy your house? Like, because we were called Empire Property Management, no one knew that we actually did realty. Yeah. And remember when I told you that the percentage of my uh, uh, payroll went down from 56 to to 34%, Mm -hmm. it's because our income went up too, because we were able to have conversations about, buying and selling their house. Conversations about, do you have anybody, do you refer to us? Mm-hmm. Who's scared to ask for referrals when you're a reactionary all the time and you're calling for bad news all the time, right? So what happened was our churn rate went down, our referrals went up, and our income, our revenue went up, mm-hmm. all because of this change where, and my team in the US, they were, um, they were happier. So yeah. now I wasn't getting ready to lose my good people. And as the owner of the company, I have much more uh, confidence in if I, to get rid of the bad performers. Jonathan, how many times you've seen or talked to a property management company owner or manager, they're scared to get rid of a poor performer because, well, now they manage a hundred doors and they have all of the information and they know these people and I'm scared that they'll go with them, right? I mean, so you, you literally keep poor performers. When you have these remote team members, they're doing most of the work. You can get, you can feel much more conf, conf, confident that you can cover that person. Like if they leave or you push, you, 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 you free up their future. As we like to say, um, <laughs> you, can, you can absorb those properties into your existing team. Yeah. Well, because it becomes, it becomes a system that can be repeatable. When, when you, when you have a company like at VPM solutions that we have this role covered, like it's, it's a role relation, right? It's, I know how to take care of this role. So if you have someone that's not performing in that role, we can fill that. And when we're talking about to, how to make a property or how to choose a property manager that is the most efficient for you, you've got to find the kind of, of partners that are high-minded enough to recognize this, where it's not about a property management relationship. It's an asset manager relationship. Because when I'm looking through a portfolio, and you and I were discussing this before we were, we were recording, I have friends and clients and, and, and relationships with people that are outside of any property management role and any consulting role. These are, these are people that are, I mean, it's a different kind of consulting that, look, I'm trying to build this portfolio out. I've got these markets that I'm interested in. I've got these ideas that I want to, you know, discover ways to maximize this style of investment. And Jonathan, can you, can you walk me through the best way to do that? And so when we're talking about how to plan an investment, that's a long process that if you have a property manager or an asset manager, that's helping you plan out your investment success, that's more than a, you know, one year relationship. That's like a seven, eight, nine percent year relationship. Because if, if you, if you buy a property that's brand new, let's say you're going to do a build to rent model. Well, okay. Well, you know how, how long that HVAC is going to last. You know how long that roof is going to last. You know how long that water heater is going to last. And so if you're getting it in the ground up and you've got an, a asset manager that can help plan out the next 10 years of that property, we recognize, I mean, there can always be storms and, you know, incidents that might, you know, escalate when a roof needs to be replaced or when a, water heater needs to replace or something. But when you can plan out the investment as, all right, you're not going to have to worry about the HVAC until year 
10. You don't, you don't have to worry about the HVA or the uh, water heater being replaced until year seven. The roof should be 15 to 20 years in the future. And so let's go ahead and worry about how we're going to set aside little bit of reserve accounts and we're going to make, we're going to track this and your property manager, well, your asset manager now is going to make sure that all of the, you know, periodic reports are done. And so we're checking the, we're checking things like, has the air filter been replaced every, you know, three months or two months or whatever it needs to be for your market. That's going to make sure that we can hit these seven year time frames or 10 year time frames in the future for when these big capital investments need to be reinvested in so that you can maximize the overall return on, I bought this build to rent strategy because these are the things I'm looking to make sure is done and done properly. And how does your property manager- I'd even, I'd even go one step, I'd even go one step further. Yeah. Like that's kind of a given, but the one step further is they actually become your uh, an, a, an asset to you as far as helping you find, uh, helping you achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. Right. So every time we sat down with an investor client or somebody who is an, an accidental landlord, what are the goals? Where do you want to be in 20 yeah. years with your investment strategy, with your home strategy, with, with the strategy? And um, how can we help you get there? So I'll tell you, the last four houses I bought was from my property manager. She had a, a an investor that was selling. Like if you are an investor and you are not and you do not have a property manager manage your homes, you miss out on so many deals that that don't even go to market. Like it just, just that alone, just paying the 10% on a house and letting your property manager know you're looking to buy more houses, yeah. uh, more properties is, is the single most, the single reason to have a property management firm. Yeah. Cause they're bird dogging for you the whole time. Right. Like, uh, so I'll give you an example. I bought four properties in a package in January of 2020. What happened in March of 2020? We had that little oh, thing called the pandemic, God. right? Yeah. On average, I bought these homes, four of them in Houston. On average, I bought them for one thirty a pop. Mm -hmm. On average, yeah. Um, they are all worth close to two hundred now. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. I mean, because it went all up. I mean, all because we had an investor. He needed to get out. Wanted to get out. And I'm like, okay, I have the means to buy buy this property. By the way, th there was more properties I came across. I just, you know, you can't buy them all. Uh, buy but them. again. So it's so important. It's so important if you're a property management firm to have your manager not be a property man, not be a gopher, but be an yeah. asset manager or client relations specialist to have these higher level conversations, right? Like, hey, we're going to talk about the 10 years of the AC, the roof, right? That's great. That's asset management. But hey, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your wealth building. Let's talk about your family, right? And if you can do that and they build that relationship, they're not leaving. Those folks are not going to leave. So you made a mistake and the AC, you know, something, something happened and you didn't get something done in time, whatever. But mm -hmm. that's, that's small potatoes compared to the relationship that I've built with you and helping you achieve your goals. That's exactly right. I mean, and that's what, so to bring it back to the virtual team members, yeah. all the virtual team members that are doing the work for that property manager, allow that property manager to graduate to an asset manager and allow them to build those relationships. That's and that, and in my opinion, I mean, the earlier uh, start of this podcast, when 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 I first started, you know, walking through the investing revolution, when we started planning out the episodes and how we were going to discuss, you know, helping investors to make smart decisions with their money and smart decisions on who they choose as property managers. That's the goal is is getting this kind of information to people because if 
you just think of property managers as a gopher, exactly what you're talking about. You are failing to capitalize on one of your biggest assets that you have is, is yep. let's talk about real asset managers. And that's what this is. VPM solutions is allowing even property managers that maybe didn't even start out as, as asset managers, when they sign up with VPM, they are now able to focus their time on sharpening all of the tools that they have so that they can become an asset manager for you. And that that's that's the goal here. That That's what we want everyone to be aware of is, is how best this industry works for both investors and property managers. And that's, that's why I was so excited to have you on today, Pete. This is exactly the information that, that I want everyone to hear. Um, yeah, I, I'm so the, excited that you were here, man. One of the self-limiting beliefs of property management owners or companies are that, well, the owner has to talk to the property manager and if the property manager doesn't know what's going on with the house, the owner's gonna do to leave. And that's just not true. I, I, I proved that model with, with Empire Industries, yeah. right? We didn't lose a lot of people. Now, I will say this, an, an owner does not care who calls him. So if you're mm -hmm. proactive and you're calling the owner about an issue with maintenance, and it's not the product manager that calls, but it's the maintenance person, they don't yeah. care. Lease yeah. renewal person calls about a lease renewal, they don't care. When the what the owner cares about is when they call in, so they're proactive calling in. So now you're reactive. They want to call the property manager. Yep. Okay. And they want they don't want to say, okay, well, Mister Mister Owner, okay, well that's Jim in maintenance. So I'm going to send you to Jim. No, 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 no. You don't do that. What you do is you take all the information, and then the property manager. This is an escalated issue now. Yep. You as a property manager go talk to Jim and Phyllis and whoever else. Get all the get all of the issues resolved, and then you call the property owner back. That's so. So there's a misconception and a self limiting belief. Like we we the property manager has to talk to the owner. Yeah. No, they don't. They only have to talk to him when the owner. And if you can, uh, if you can become more proactive, the owners don't bring the owners don't call you in. If you can right. find the taps before they become two by fours, owners not calling in. By the way, right. the owner doesn't want to talk to you. They really don't. They, they what they want to talk to you about is their wealth building. They mm -hmm. want to talk to you about this and we never have those conversations. They want to talk to you about what deals are out there. Should I sell? Should I refinance? What is a 1031 tax exchange? They mm -hmm. are looking for information and we as property managers have a lot of that information. And so how, like, let's help them so that they don't have to go find a realtor who gives them misinformation. Sorry, realtors out there. Um, but a lot of them give misinformation. They buy the wrong house and then they, they say, okay, yeah, I want to make, you know, 14% cash flow on this house. And you just overspent on the house and the, the, the rents don't, you know, don't, they don't prove, they don't, they don't, they're not big. They're not, they'll, the rents they'll never cover the cost. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't make the money. I, th I think I wrote an article once about the, the specifics of market specific market analysis and how one, one anchor property can, can screw up a market analysis so bad because people just use averages. You end up with one really nice house on a hill that happens to be within a, a local radius. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, look, my rent went up to, my rent, rent value is $3,000 a month now. No, it's not. There's one up on the hill worth five grand a month. Yours is worth and 15. You, one, one thing a property manager won't do is they won't inflate the, the leases. They won't inflate right. the, lease, the lease amount because they know if they can't rent it, they don't, they, they have a problem on their hand. Exactly. So the realtor will inflate the lease amount because they are going to sell it and they're gone. That's it. Yep. 
Pete, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I, I think this has been one of those philosophical episodes of, of the investing revolution that lets both investors that hear this go like, oh, you've given me so much to chew on here. And the the property managers that actually listen to this episode, they have something that they can sit there and go, ooh, how do I become an expert in all of these asset management skills? The answer to that is, is find a way to get out of the gopher mentality. And, and one of the best ways to do that is to give Pete a call and look at VPM solutions, right? Yeah. Um, so if you go to our site, vpmsolutions.com, um, we actually have over 50 job descriptions mm-hmm. on what remote team members can do. So wow. if you're a real estate investor or a property management firm, you can go there and look at them. We we provide what the English level should be. We provide what the disk mm-hmm. profile, if you're into personality profiling, should be. And we give you key performance indicators per, per job role. So that's incredible. That's the first place to start. And uh, you can create it's It's free for you to use. The way VPM makes money is when you do hire somebody, then VPM takes 10% of what the remote team member makes mm-hmm. from the remote team member side. So it, there's no charge for the uh, company or the real estate investor to go f- look for somebody, find them, uh, post a job and hire them. Um, and then VPM doesn't set the market. You'd negotiate directly with the remote team member on what that hourly rate is going to be. Okay. And then VPM Solutions allows you to manage them. And we have, uh, I think, 16 training videos. And in January, we're going to have, I think, three or four more going up. So we're going to wow. continuously provide free training for not just remote team members, but here, Jonathan, I'm, I'm going to put it out there on your podcast. Yeah, We're actually going to have training now for property managers, real estate investors, and companies on the platform. Whoa. It's not just going to be for remote team members anymore. That's that's some big news. I'm glad that you. you I'm working with uh, right now. I got four or five people that service the industry yeah. that are building content that we're going to create a um, we're going to create a training course from. Dude, that so is fantastic. fantastic. Dude, yeah. thank you so much, uh, well, Pete. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Listeners, make sure to like and subscribe. Hit the bell notification at the top of the page if you're on the YouTube. Um, Thank you all so much for joining me today. And uh, you know what? We will see you in two weeks on the next episode of The Investing Revolution. Thank you so much again, Pete. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.